You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hello, everybody. Uh, Back recording. Uh, You had me here Monday morning. Uh, Hope everybody enjoyed Mock Draft Monday. Uh, Went through the news of the weekend. Um, We've been trying to tell you guys for the last couple of days, the NFL is going to be popping for the next eight to 10 or so days. If Obviously, longer than that, once free agency actually becomes official. And you're starting to see more and more of it. $9 million players cut. Uh, Dak Prescott getting paid big time and good for him. I think everybody kind of felt real bad watching Dak break that ankle in the situation he was contract wise last year. Uh, Marcus May, a franchise player, uh, Isaiah Wilson, a there was somebody on Lockdown Browns who kind of liked that player during the draft cycle. That guy should remain nameless. He's a moron. Um, but we have a player who, you know, is not playing very well and is way too busy in the social scene by all means, uh, you know. Trade him away to South Beach. Uh, good luck with that, Dolphins, because I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work out. Uh, but, you know, things just all going on all over the place. Your Tuesday edition of Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, the show itself, at Locked On Browns. Uh, throw some follows over there. DMs open. You guys know the drill. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. For anybody who's going to put that into the comments on iTunes, that was actually John Costco opening his drink. It wasn't me. Jack always <laughs> opens his drink. Blah, 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 blah. Guys, we have some fun. That's part of what we do. But we do it like nobody else does. Um, one thing, network-wise, um, Built Bar has become such a huge part as far as being one of our sponsors and the DMs that run between me and everybody in the, uh, every other host here. We fight continuously like cats and dogs about the best flavors. So it's March. There's a bracket. Check it out. It's on the Locked On NFL uh, Twitter page. Uh, I know I've retweeted it. Get in there. Throw those votes out. And remember, Locked On 20 to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Like I said, uh, senior analyst from PFF. Uh, we're going to go through some free agents available. Maybe get a couple of draft thoughts. We'll see if we can sneak in these questions. Uh, but John Costco, JK, it's been too long. Sometimes we got to be the man of the house or pretend we're the man of the house. But it's always good to sneak out, talk a little ball, bud. Absolutely. It's uh, always good to be back on with you, Jeff, and um, happy to talk ball. And, you know, uh, I'm happy that the spring is – spring's not officially here, but it is warming up like it's spring, so that is nice. And um, soon I'll be hitting the links and, you know, getting ready for the draft. And it's it's – the time has come for good times of the off season. We've earned it. We've earned it. And it's funny, though, because it seems quick. But then again, this is what happens when you actually get to experience January and you're not just basically a spectator. And, you know, we talked about it. Wow, how quick Super Bowl came, how quick everything. Uh, free agency next week, guys. The draft is now what? I think it's 52, 53 days away. Uh, and it's good. This is what happens uh, for you established franchises. And sometimes, like, we get, you know, the 365, 24-7. Yeah, but when your season is over, you know, before Thanksgiving – it's a little hard to feel about it that way, but this is where we're at Cleveland and we're going to enjoy it. John, I, I think as much as everybody loves to bicker about this through social media and every which way you're going to skin the cat, I think what everybody can essentially agree on what needs to be either upgraded depth added and everybody don't pay for depth. It's 
it's a little bit different paying for depth in, in certain positions. Everybody wants to argue over a third wide receiver, a third edge, a third corner. These aren't positions where you're considering depth. We're talking sixth, seventh offensive linemen, things of those nature, guys. So understand the discussions we're having. But, John, I think we can all agree pass rush. I think we can all agree corner. I think we can all agree safety. We can all agree somehow, some way, something more to the linebacker room, something more to the wide receiver room, however that chemical equation that these folks a lot smarter than us and a lot more educated than us are going to put together as well. Let's start pass rush, John. Um, and with you know the release today from the Seattle Seahawks, this is just another one. And everybody, look, it's not staking claims. The amount of edges available is just a great thing for the Browns because when you want something, you need something, and there's a wide market, like similar to J.J. Watt, you know, I've talked a lot about Hassan Reddick. Well, guess what? Maybe that doesn't work anymore in Arizona. And if it just lengthens the opportunity, the amount of fish in the sea, this is where, you know, these smart people who will be more intelligent about manipulating this cap space than some older front offices kind of just go in, throw out the reel, and find a way to reel in what you need. Who, who got released from Seattle today? Uh, former Bengal. Oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank here? Oh, Dunlop. Carlos Dunlop. Yes, Carlos Dunlop released. I mean, so just adding to the fish in the sea. Yeah, for sure. So you, Browns obviously need more pass rush. And when you have Miles Garrett on the field and he's getting double and triple teams essentially every single play, you've got to do stuff to – to take that type of pressure off him. Olivier Vernon came on really strong in the second half of the season, but that also coincided when 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 Miles Garrett was hurt, battling through COVID, all that stuff. So it, the effectiveness of the those two guys wasn't where it needed to be. Um, and then from an interior perspective, you know, Sheldon Richardson's a solid player, but he wasn't consistent enough as a pass rusher um, to really you know be a dominant force there. And then Larry Ogunjobi is just not a pass rusher, and, and the guys that they had in the interior and the guys that had spelling, you know, the, the starters just weren't good enough. And so, yeah, you, there's, there's a good market out here for any type of pass rusher, not just edge, but also interior. Um, Hassan Reddick could be that type of guy that you could bring in. He's not going to be expensive. Um, he could be a guy that can, can play and he can second half of this, uh, the season, he came on strong. Um, I, I, he's not a guy that I'm going to, you're going to pay a lot of money to at, at all. Um, but he's a solid. He can be a solid player, um, and and he wouldn't be he wouldn't be too expensive. You know, another like another guy would be like a Trey Hendrickson out of New Orleans, Ed Rusher, who's a solid player, uh, not going to be very expensive, um, because I don't I don't know if you're going to be able to. You don't want to shell out big bucks to to guys because unless you're able to get like a surefire thing, but you're already paying a hundred, you know, twenty five million or whatever it is to Miles Garrett. You can't really wrap up the, another monster contract on that defensive line um, on that at that position or whatever, unless it's you know maybe a one year deal type thing. But there there are good you know like a Shaq Barrett I think is probably out of the question for the Browns because he's going to command eighteen twenty million a year, and you're not going to pay fifty or close to fifty million a year or whatever it is between two guys on the defensive line. Um, and I think, uh, you know, as good as that guy is, you know, Miles Garrett is going to be your dominant guy. You just need guys to be able to complement that. And I think you can find that in in, in free agency and in, the, and in the draft for sure. Um, you're going to have guys that are cheap, like 
Even even a Jadavion Clowney would be cheap for one year. He's gonna he's not gonna command a, a monster contract. He's gonna be lucky if he gets 15. half of what he got last year. I don't even know if he's gonna get that. He didn't play last year. He he didn't play last year. Um, but like he's not he's not a um, he's not like a dominant pass rusher that people think he might be. He's a good he's a good overall player, um, but he's not the he's not as good as Miles Garrett. So like people put probably put him in that Miles Garrett bracket just like that. You know that really don't watch the game closely. He's not. He's not at Miles Garrett, Garrett's level at all. Um, so I mean, the Browns have options here, and I, I think you know you're gonna you're not gonna look in that top five bucket of, of pass rushers that are available in free agency. You're probably gonna be looking at the like I said, a Trey Hendrickson who's, who would be really cheap. But even even an Alden Smith might be a guy that I know he's had his off season issues and stuff like that, and all of his his you know his drug stuff and all, but. He's a solid player, and he's available, and he'd be really cheap. So Hassan Reddick would be another guy like that. And that's the thing that for me. Like, if, if my choice right now was Jadavian Clowney or it was Alden Smith, give me Alden Smith. He's fighting for whatever money he's making. That's what he's got. Jadavian Clowney is a former first-round pick who's basically now Cadillac through this latter part, you know, built his buddy Mike Vrabel out of $14 million this year. And, you know, was seen more in street clothes than he ever was in a pair of cleats. Give me Alden Smith, who's fighting for everything he had. And, you know, Alden Smith, you know, and look, we're talking about superior or superior athletes. But Alden Smith, Miles Garrett, third and nine. You have no idea where they're lining up. Oh, good God. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Smith, Alden Smith is old. He's, you know, he's 31 years old. But he, his, you know, you have to assume maybe his, his legs are decently fresh because he's, hasn't played in the NFL in the past five years, but he, he played decently well last year. And um, I think he still has the explosion. He still has the, the moves. And yeah, if, you, if he could be super, I mean, he'd be super cheap just because of, of his history. And, and uh, he, you'd take him for a one or probably a two year contract, maybe, you know, 12 to 15 million um, to- in total. And, you know, that, that's that's you know a guy can be super productive at that and he's you know he doesn't he played 809 snaps last year he doesn't get hurt um and as long as he stays clean that's a that's a good good pick there that's a good signing you probably and then you fill out the rest of your you know that room you got Porter Gustin who's a who's a solid player he's not you know obviously somebody you want starting but he's a guy you can have as a rotation piece and so there's there's options for sure and then you have a wild card like Curtis Weaver within the room. Um, PFF, John Costco here with us. Um, and remember, I know Weaver, and this is why I'll always say it to you, John. I know he was a PFF darling. He was up there very, very high. We'll see where he'll be at. Yeah, well, hope, hopefully. Uh, he 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 had one of the highest pass rush grades two years in a row um, out of that class. And um, we'll see. I mean, he's got, he's, he's got a weird body. He's got a weird athleticism. But um, – if he can, you know, get in, and now he's in an NFL weight room and an NFL diet and all that stuff. So maybe he can, he can develop and, and just get that and, and be what he was at Boise State, or at least be somewhat what he was at Boise State, because he, he can be a productive player. And again, absolute flyer, fourth, fifth edge player. Um, yeah. But again, smart people do smart things. And apparently smart people focus sometimes on maybe what the folks over at PFF have to say. Uh, we're going to go a little secondary here, figure out the best way to address the situation for the Browns uh, in the 2021 season. 
Um, it's going to be a deep group, uh, cornerback wise, whether it's draft, whether it's free agency, safety. We're going to see how that's played out. But I, you know, I have to think at least one veteran is going to be brought in here after two were brought in. All this coming and more on your Tuesday edition of Locked on Browns. Just because football season is ended doesn't mean wagering and sports wagering has to. If you've got that hankering, you've got the leftover money in the book, there's a place to go take care of that. And that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it is NCAA conference tournaments, whether it is the NCAA tournament, NBA, NHL, MLB, before you know it, the weather's warm. We're all starting to feel a little bit better. The knees are bending a little bit more in the morning. MLB will be here before you know it. And then, of course, NFL draft wagering. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget, again, to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. John, secondary-wise. Um, and this is where I think some folks are getting a little bit confused. Stephon Gilmore, fantastic player. Marshawn Lattimore, all my Browns fans, I understand. But there's probably going to be a chunk of change going into that cornerback room very soon. to number 21. And you want to space out these big contracts, then kind of fill in the rest. Whether it's Miles Garrett, whether it's going to be Baker Mayfield, running back, maybe not ever going to happen. Right now you have a wide receiver position that commands a lot of money just between two gentlemen. So you want to evenly space this, and there's positions you value as a positions you don't value, cornerback-wise. Some of the names out there, yes, they're appealing. Once great players, are they still great players? Players on the cusp of you know becoming long-term great players. Players on the cheap, free agent-wise. But you kind of hedge that bet versus this draft. And if you ask anybody who are your top 10 corners in the 2021 NFL draft, there's a lot of length to it. There's a lot of diversity to it. A lot of corners as the wide, wide receiver position grows, so does the cornerback position. Then you're looking at possible safety matches and guys maybe they were interested in last year where maybe you're going to get them for 50 cents on the dollar as opposed to maybe what you were going to pay them this past season. John, you love secondary. I loved going against secondary. Some names here, some thoughts here about how this can be beefed up, where this can be more to Joe Woods' theory, vision, and giving him a chance to succeed, just like they did Coach Stefanski in the offense last offseason. Yeah, they they definitely need to, to add talent to the secondary. And one of the things that people probably forget, or at least not, probably not Browns fans, but people that aren't Browns fans is that Grant Delpit's coming back next year. And that's so going to be a huge today, He is rolling that weight like it's nobody's business. And the other thing is, with the Achilles, there's only so much you can do until they let you start using your legs. A little thicker traps, upper body's looking good. Let's rock. You want to, yeah, you want to, you, you don't want to bank on any one guy, right? But, like, that is a, a big piece right there that's going to come back. Um, you pair that, you know, pair him with, with Ronnie Harrison and, you know, maybe, maybe in the draft at number 26, there's a Trevon Morig that's available there from TCU. You draft him, you know, that, 
I mean, you got three safeties there that you can use as chess pieces and move them around. Um, and perhaps maybe instead you your goal cornerback at that position, you know, who knows what, who knows how these, these, you know, these picks are going to go. I, I probably not a cornerback that's going to fall to that spot that I would want to take at 26. Uh, but Morig would be a guy at safety. You know, there's a, you know, I like a few male Fonwu in the draft um, that you'd get in the second round. Um, he's, he's what Obi, you know, people wanted Obi to be. Um, so, you know, and, and free, right. And then in a free agency, <laughs> you've got some pieces that you can do, you know, to build uh, these guys, you know, if you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, go after a guy like, you know, I think should Obi Awuze is still available. Um, he would be relatively cheap. Um, and he's been a solid player. I, I think he's, that Cowboy system has been, you know, especially last year, it was just they, that team was just a mess. And so I think there's you no, can get stop. There, there's been no system in Dallas for years. It, it's yeah. Dak throwing for 400 yards a game, making games look closer than they are. But the rest of it has just been an absolute mess. Yeah, he, he's better as a zone, zone corner. Um, but he's, you know, he's still a, a productive player. I think that you can get on the cheap and in free agency. Um, you know, even, even if you wanted to go get a guy like a Quinton Dunbar, um, who is 26, 28 years old, he'd be cheap for, uh, there's a lot of guys that you can get, even if you wanted to go off, you know, if you're thinking, um, a little bit older, Xavier Rhodes, even he's more of a zone guy now, but still like, there's just a lot of options in terms of that cornerback market. I think that you can get as a veteran guy, you want to get guys that you know, that can elevate your floor. And I think, I think with rookies, if you bring them in, and especially if, you know, if you get like bottom to run type guys, if you have your, if your floor is, is really low, which is what guys like MJ Stewart and Traverius, Traverius trap, Travis, Traver, whatever, Traverius, what is, what's his name? The, the special teams guy, Traverius, Traverius uh, Thomas. There and we go. Forget the, and let's not forget the starting cornerback in the playoffs because you had nobody else tall enough to go out there and man an Island to funnel it off. Robert Jackson, like, like these Absolutely. guys, and he's back, but good for him. But I like, mean, this is these not are, what you these are, you, you appreciate what these guys did last year, considering what had, what happened. But I think their floor is so low that, that the, the your secondary and there's reasons why Browns gave up a lot of big leads and it made them close games. Or there's reasons why you just, in general, gave up a lot of points in games, and it's because your secondary was was weak and your your floor is really bad. So if you can get guys that you know can come in there and play at at just an average level, that raises your floor as a defense tremendously. So um, you can't you try to patch these holes. You can get guys like I said with like a even a Ronald Darby. I know he he has on and off with injuries and stuff like that, but he's a solid player. Um, he would be he would come cheap. He, even like a, a Jason Verrett, who finally actually had a solid, you know, a, a healthy season last year and was good. And if he can stay healthy, he'd be a, a player that would, again, raise your floor. So you don't have to shell up big bucks to a corner. You don't have to make a, a big move to like first Stefan Gilmore or Marshawn Lattimore and then have to pay them as well. Um, because I think there's, there's a lot of talent that can raise your floor and you've got a shutdown guy in Denzel Ward that can, can man it and if he gets injured which he tends to you know miss four games a year or whatever it is somebody that come come in there and replace him and be at that keep that floor so 
Oh, no, there's no question about it. And the thing, the thing here is, is you're looking for strength in numbers. You know, you want to be able to say, hey, you know, we have five that we're totally comfortable with where you don't end up with a situation where not only are we elevating Robert Jackson, he's starting. And, you know, and, but also you want the manipulation between safeties, slot, corners where, you know, guess what? We'd like to play seven. Okay, so if we're missing one this week, this is what we'll do. I mean, you have experience there. You're going to get some more reps. Oh, you, you, you know, you have some, but okay, we'll up yours a little bit more. You know, your reps at a certain, you know, area where you are not as comfortable. The safety, safety position, John, is this, you know, it's hard, like, you know, when you run this organization the way it's run under analytic lens, you're looking, and same thing for Greedy Williams, same thing for Grant Talbot. This could either be house money or you just don't know yet. I mean, with Greedy, you have no idea, you know, if the nerve is going to get where it needs to be. That's a question mark. Grant Talbot, the fact that he's working out and everything looks great, but you kind of have to hedge your bets essentially with two players in this situation. So it could turn out to be the best of both worlds where you're really deep at safety. You're really deep at cornerback or you're better than you were last year, but not essentially where you want to be, but safety position veteran, Anthony Harris, somebody of that nature. Is that something you're going to pursue? Cause and it'd be different if the draft was before free agency. And he said, all right, well, Trevor Mowry, okay, 26, and trade back a little bit, whatever, nail that, you know, one down. Is this something you want to put to bed? And again, guys, it always go free agency will lead to restructuring of the board. But, you know, Anthony Harris, who probably is not going to get the money he did last year, is there a safety right now screaming to you? Trey Boston, who we've been talking about for, what, about five years in the offseason, is somebody the Browns should probably pursue. But go ahead. Has, has, has Marcus Williams been tagged? I would assume not. Just because I don't think the, the Saints can afford him, so Marcus Williams no, Marcus, would be a guy. Well, Marcus, they, well, and the other thing is, is they want to extend apparently Ramchick. They want to extend Lattimore, so they're in the position. The Saints is like, well, how are you talking about extending players? Like they're, gonna, they're, they're gonna coming like, to take your house tomorrow. I mean, how are you going to buy gonna give them a signing bonus over like a void, avoided contract of like nine years or something like that? <laughs> they, they can't afford Bobby anything. Wendier. Bobby, you need a contract. Comes to the NFL. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's. I, I don't I don't know how they what they're gonna do for, uh, over in New Orleans with their ca- their cap situation, but Marcus Williams would be a guy that he's a free safety. He's a guy that you can trust playing deep. I think you're with with Del Pitt. He's a guy that can play all over. Um, Ronnie Harrison, guy you can play all over. Um, even Trevon Morag, I think he's a guy you can play all over. I think with Marcus Williams, you, Williams, you know, hey, he's twenty four he and a half years eye. old. He, he's he, exactly. And he's been one of the most valuable safeties in the NFL since he came into the league. Um, I know everybody knows about the one play that happened in the minister, you know, Minneapolis miracle. Um, unfortunate for him. He had a fantastic year except for that one play. Um, and he's basically had a fantastic career other than that one play. So I think he, he's a guy that you have a, he raises your force considerably. He had, he's, he's, like I said, one of the most valuable safeties, especially the last two years in the NFL. Um, and just, I think he would, he would be a sure thing at that position for the Cleveland Browns um, where, you know, like if you don't have a, if people don't have a PFF subscription, you need to get a PFF subscription. So you can go and look at our, our free agency rankings that we have. And then along with that, you can see, all the you know, I think you can see that without even a subscription, but you're not getting to see the grades and then like the the wins above replacement. You can see along with that, and he's you can see how good he's been and just 
you can see the rest of the league too and everything. But um, he he might command a bigger contract than you know what you know you know a lot of players will get at the position, but that's worth it at that safety position because you can lock down. You everybody saw how bad Carl Joseph and Andrew Sandejo were. Just imagine being. I don't know, seven magnitudes better than that or whatever, whatever number you want to put on it. It's like, it's significantly better. And you're, you're, you're now not, not being this, you know, a leaky cauldron out there in the the back end or whatever. So um, Harry Potter reference for a random reason, I guess there, but um, yeah, Marcus Williams would be a guy I'd love to go after. I wanted him, by the way, when we had a PFF mock draft back in 2016, was it when he came out, I drafted him. I drafted him, and he's been great. So, Browns should go get him now. He's still super young too, which is great. The only thing for me was get him out of that nasty ass number ninety uh, forty three. I mean, we can do better than that, folks. We can do much better than that. We're going to talk a little uh, possible linebacker situations, a little wide receiver situations with Mister Costco as we close out. You know, a Browns free agent preview, PFF wise, with senior analyst. From PFF, John Costco. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts distributors and customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for all your auto and body parts. Hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck or even your Sunday dragster. Specification, specifications and prices you prefer with everything you need. Best of all, the prices, again, at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much money at your local auto parts store when you have a computer at home? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts, again, available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that locked on sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i want to go here first john and i let you have your secondary talk so now we're gonna do a wide receiver it's there's a lot going on um whether they're in (laughs) i spoke Recently on 97.1 ESPN in Columbus. And for right now, the first thing I would do, and look, whether it's Sheldon Richardson, whether it's Jarvis Landry, whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., these are players who have made a ton of Now it's maybe time to, and it seems weird at the age they're at, maybe pay the piper a little bit. Can you give some back? Do you want to win? Do you want to go to a championship game? Do you want to go to a Super Bowl? Everybody says these words. But then when it comes push to shove and money's involved, are you truly, the words you speak, are you truly behind them? Rashard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, look, guys, this doesn't work with the two of them. It, it, it seems more like a one or the other thing. And Rashard Higgins certainly deserves a payday. He deserves his payday. He does not on the same realm of these other players. But wide receiver, it, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be hard to justify spending more money at that position where we've spoken before, where Baker is the painter who uses the palette. If you're open, it doesn't matter who you are. Wide receiver two, tight end four, running back three. If you're the guy open, you're the one who can make the play. You get the ball. 
How do you rectify this? And again, as we've talking about, take this from an arena league passing game to an NFL passing game. So you want to get, as, as evidenced by the Kansas City game, you, you want to see more speed and explosiveness and the ability to beat man coverage. Um, OBJ can do that for you. So obviously he wasn't on the field. And to me, I want to see what what OBJ and Baker can do on the, on the field after an offseason together in the same system for the second season. Um, there was a system with a system with, but a system with legs to it, not with a, Hey, let's run this. Oh, this is neat. Let's run this. Like we saw in 2019, a system with, well, that was theory and nuance. Who knows, who knows what that system was in 2019, but with this one, at least you have good coaching. So like 2019, obviously had, we all know what Brown's coaching was that year is one of some of the worst we've ever seen, but in 2020 with the staff, now that they have an entire offseason together and to be able to, to continue to do this and build that chemistry, I want to see what Baker and OBJ can do together. I still, you you kind of, you have to obviously monitor the situation. If they if they click, then that is tremendous because that can be, one that, that combination is lethal. Um, but if they continue to struggle, if Baker continues to struggle with OBJ in the field for whatever reason, you have to find that trade partner in season. So that, that would be my approach to it, but I'm also looking to, to add to the room to complement around that to be ready for something like that. So you're you're looking at a guy like Curtis Samuel that you can bring in there and basically be like a faster Jarvis Landry, um, more explosive Jarvis Landry. So I, and for what I would do with Jarvis Landry is tell him, listen, you've got to take a big pay cut, at least half of what you're doing right now because you're what you're your production isn't good enough to be commanding, you know, this $15 million a year that you're getting. If he's not, ta- if he won't take that pay cut, then he's gone because you can save like what, $11 million or $12 million. It is based. Yeah. 11.7. So um, you, you eat the $3 million that you, you have in the, in the cap order that your dead cap that you take with him. Um, you go and you can go and sign a Curtis Samuel. Then you can re-sign a, a Richard Higgins and you can, probably sign another guy all for the same price that you would have Jarvis Landry for. And you'd still be, have a much more explosive wide receiver room in the draft. I'd probably, you, this is a really deep wide receiver class. Um, you're probably looking at somebody at either 26 or the, in your, at this, in the second round. Um, I know that we, I talked about getting, you know, Trevon Morig at 26 and at the safety position. So like if he's there and say like a Richard Bateman's there at 26, you have a choice to make. Um, and what what you want to do with that? I I might lean I might lean the the Rashard Bateman um, aspect there because I think I think offense is what drives the NFL, and I think with with safety you can obviously make a move to sign uh, Marcus Williams. You can also bring in another maybe another guy to help just be a backup or whatever there. And you're getting good grant to help it back. So I think with, with the wide receiver room, you want to kind of retool that. And then if you're getting in a, a Rashad Bateman type or just a, anybody who doesn't matter who it is, if you're taking the guy in the first or second round, they can, you can grow them and groom them to be in that offense to click with Baker Mayfield. And you're also, if you're keeping OBJ, you're not relying on that guy to be your number one guy immediately. You never want to draft a wide receiver to be the man. Um, we've seen what that can do with, you know, we've seen that with Corey Coleman. We've seen, 
just across the league, if you if you're trying to even a Corey Davis, Corey Davis was drafted fifth overall with the Tennessee Titans. He really struggled trying to be the man in Tennessee until AJ Brown came in there. AJ Brown didn't have to be the man because Corey Davis was already there. AJ Brown was the man, and then Corey Davis's game was elevated. I think you look across the league and pretty much every number one wide receiver that was drafted came into a situation where there was he didn't have to be the man except for maybe AJ Green. Um, maybe Calvin Johnson, but I'd have to go back if there was somebody there. But like even a Julio Jones, he had Roddy White. Um, these guys have guys in place to help groom them so that they aren't the man right off the bat. So um, you're, I want to keep an OBJ in this in that room to be able to take away the pressure from the rookie. Um, and then I, that's what I would do. I, I like Curtis Samuel because I think he can beat. You can replace him in that Jarvis role and then also add on to the gadget type plays that because of how explosive and fast he is and that also appease the Buckeye Browns fans too so well I see look guys we found one way to get you a Buckeye up in this fold um but no you always like those toys um the gadgets the toys you know whether it's the Tyree kill and for anybody who asked about Anthony Schwartz today in the mock draft I did today he does those things he takes those tap passes and then there's so many things that lead off to it screens um wheel routes um and to have somebody with that type of threat, it's huge. And Coach Stefanski, obviously quite an intelligent play caller, quite an intelligent person, you know, putting together his offensive scheme, makes things easier. And that's where you get these gimmies and you get 75-yard touchdowns, which will, you know, compensate for an interception here and there and maybe get your quarterback where everybody says, why doesn't Baker throw for 4,000 yards? There's a reason because you need those gimmies, you need those layups, you need those batting practice fastballs to basically up those stats. John, we got some time. Linebacker position. I'm not sure the approach is going to change um, because, again, they look at it last year, brush off each shoulder. We paid nothing for the linebacker position, and we got more than we did. But this is where you're going to look at some of these draft guys, and it's going to be, it's going to be athleticism. It's not going to be about what you do in run defense. It's going to be about what you did in pass defense. It's going to be about whether or not you can run the 52-yard width of this field. It's not going to be about whether or not you can run 35 yards downfield. But can you run, monitor, cover 15 yards? So when that safety starts creeping up, there is that window where even if it's a great tight end, it's a Travis Kelsey, you've got a high-low situation with a – Athletic linebacker, hard-hitting safety, coming down. I just, you know, the Leontay David talk is great, and I can kind of understand it, and it's more of a, you know, there's always going to be, you know, the outlier to what your blueprint is. Every now and then there's going to be that guy, well, no, well, this changes the way we approach it. But at 30, almost 31 can't you find a 21, 22-year-old kid to maybe do these things and say, Sione Taki Taki, first and 10, Derrick Henry in the hole? You take care of that, and if it's second and eight, guess what? Get the hell off the field. We got some other guys to take care of the rest. Yeah, the, the if Browns aren't going to be spending big draft capital on a linebacker, nor are they going to do it in free agency. Um, my my uh, colleagues at PFF keep mocking a linebacker at 26 to the Browns, and I, a young guy from Notre Dame, I believe, where it's becoming a popular. They they do. Um, I get they the do that. Not that guy, Mike. But this is what the Cardinals went through with Isaiah Simmons. 
it's they it's do great it with him. Player who can do everything, but you bring him in, it takes a while before he can become that player because you have to learn every aspect of every other player. And Simmons, we saw it for 13, 14 weeks. He was kind of a joke at the NFL until they finally just said, All right, you know what? Find the ball, find the guy with it, and go blow people up. They've done they've done Zaven Collins um at 26 before. Mm. He's he's a re- He's he's got um, massive size for a linebacker. He's got like old. That that's going to be a pick by the New, uh, the New England Patriots, by the way. Um, <laughs> or he goes to a three four team where he plays on the inside, and then and goes outside on Meadby. The the Notre Dame kid, um, he doesn't he he hasn't played like you said he doesn't hasn't played linebacker. He plays overhang in the in the Notre Dame system, and it's like none of the things he does he did at Notre Dame is at all what he would be asked to do in the NFL. So it's a ma- massive projection there. Um, it, but it's, it, it's just not a position the Browns value. It's the running back of the, the defense and they, you know, there's anybody they sign in free agency. It's going to be less than, you know, $5 million for a year. Um, and anybody they draft is gonna, probably going to be di- third round or later. And um, it's going to be a guy that they think they can, play in, in spots and they're trying to be a, a dime defense anyways. So it's not as if they're going to be playing linebackers a lot. So um, if they had the, the personnel this year, you would have seen a lot fewer, a lot less, you know, less snaps of those linebackers. So, you know, I, the linebacker position, I think to me is just like, they're, it's an afterthought for them. They, they're going to, they're going to consider good players and they're going to try to make sure that they have a veteran guy there and stuff like that, but it's, they're not going to spend big on it. Well, and we but the thing spend, is, and, they, and people shouldn't spend big time on it <laughs> because the Browns aren't no. going to do it. <laughs> no, but they look at Grant Delpit and they look at Ronnie Harris and they're like, well, these are one of the linebackers in nickel and dime, regardless of how we line up. And, you know, we'll bring in yet another safety, it, you know, there is no difference between 6'2", 235, and 6'1", 220. The difference is, is are you more agile? Are you more faster? And those are the, you know, so I, I can substitute the 10 pounds. I can substitute the one inch. And guess what? Defensive backs can only jump higher. So guess what? That takes, I mean, it's just an antiquated way of thinking on the defensive side of the ball. It's about athleticism. And the other thing is, can you stinking tackle? Because none of it means a hill of beans other than that. Otherwise, he is John Costco, PFF senior analyst. Uh, I enjoy you know our talks with John. Obviously, both of us you know in depth as we are now you know with what we're doing now content wise. Both of us still go back to the days where you know if I could maybe get through you know a positional drill, it'd be great and put the pads. I'm not putting the pads on, John. Well, maybe just uppers. <laughs> maybe just uppers. But have a little fun with it. Um, yeah. you know, days of playing the game. So make sure you're following, uh, you know, at John Costco, uh, you know, through PFF, uh, all the work the guys do over there and it brings a difference to it and everybody, Oh, their mock drafts are so much different. No, no duh guys. Obviously that has to do with player grades and the way they feel about people. Um, you know, and the way it goes through the system. So that's nothing to be surprised with. Go ahead, John, spit it out. I see you got something. We got a, we got a couple of seconds. Oh, Go ahead. No, it's just, we don't, our mock drafts, we don't, we're not trying to predict what, teams are doing of course we're just doing what we would do if we were teams or yes. you know even some like the analytics mocks or is you go to the analytics box you're, you're it's not even close to what it's going to happen it's just what those you know what purely the numbers say uh so yeah there's 
we do it we do it completely different in terms of the mock drafts so there's going to be our big board is is different than the mock drafts too and stuff like that so yeah we're not trying to be predictive with our mock drafts because especially at this stage of the game who's who's going to be accurate anyways yes no free agency and but guys this is the point everybody and again that was john who opened that so everybody wants <laughs> to throw it into the itunes reviews that was john costco um, but again, um, look, you, there's so many resources out right there right now. Use them. Use them all. And you know what? You are all educated enough. You're all deep enough football fans. You can make your own opinions. Uh, the show at Lockdown Browns. Again, follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Uh, questions, ideas for the show. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave that five-star rating. Make sure you leave that written review. Um, with the way this week's popping, I told you guys earlier today, um, I don't see or anticipate any days off soon. Uh, it's going to be a wild, wild week to 10 days minimum, not to mention other things. So this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB. Let's go Browns. Peace.